Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we've got a great a great presentation for you today. A uh, young lady uh, who is actually up north in the state of Washington. Her name is Helena Smolak, and um, she's the owner of Velocity Athletic Training. <laughs> she's done all kinds of stuff in her life, and she's working to try and make the planet a much better, healthier place for all of us. And it's, that's quite an undertaking that you're doing. Helena, how are you today? Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. It's an it's a wonder to be here. Thank you for inviting me again. And uh, yes, we have a very important subject to discuss. We're go we're going to talk about you know um, we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about um, proper eating and living our lives a little bit better. But more than that, we're talking about an entirely new way of trying to live as far as um, our society goes and the nutrition that we have for, that we're using and, and, uh, the, and, and just a lot, a lot of things. And you are working with the United States government to do something, aren't you? I'm not actually working with them. I'm in support um, of the Biden administration to make Americans healthier by 2030. Uh, I'd say That's it was a couple months. It, it is. It's a huge goal. And when you think of the whole system itself, how, you know, I'm from Canada. I was born and raised in Canada. The system is not exactly like the US. I mean, we do have some similarities, but we also have differences. Uh, first of all, we're in a bigger country, right? The US is a major, it's the biggest country in the world. And so you have, um, so much going on and, and, and you go, okay, uh, for someone like me, who's been in this industry 39 years, um, goes, whoa, hold on. There, there's so much happening here. And, and, and it's like, there's no control of it. Um, and so when that opportunity came out, when they started to promote uh, the U.S. government started to put it out there, we want to hear from people across the US uh, in how they are helping Americans, how we are sh you know, spreading the word of health and wellness, nutrition, it didn't matter which umbrella you worked in, they wanted to hear from you. So what happened was they offered um, Americans an opportunity to create satellite events and to share what you're actually doing. Uh, so I created a couple of satellite events, and thankfully there was a few uh, ladies in the event, and we talked about the challenges that are happening uh, within each community. And I believe, and, and I've seen this uh, it, just through analyzing uh, what is going on, that the gap has always been there. And when I say gap, you know, we have the, the wealthy, we have the the uh, you know middle class and then you have people that are actually uh, in in the poverty situation 
Um, now, during the, the shutdowns, obviously, that has widened that gap even more so. And now you've got some of the middle class going into that. Uh, they're not into the poverty yet, but they're just skimming by. And how are we going to correct that before making people healthy? We know that, you know, the, the, the rich, the famous, the elite, they have the money. They can spend the money on eating healthy and, and paying a naturopathic doctor and all that lovely stuff, right? But how are you going to have that rectified with the other half of your economy? Uh, we did discuss what is the major thing now, right, with I'm certain divorce rates are much higher. You have single parents. And that by the way, I, I wanted to mention that I wanted to congratulate you because you for a period of time were a single parent. Yes. And yes. it is really, I cannot imagine I mean, I, I had children and I had a wife and we had our little, mm -hmm. you know, little uh, nuclear family and, uh, right. and stuff. But I cannot imagine, and I've seen it a lot, of a single mm -hmm. parent, predominantly women, that are trying right. to make ends meet and are working and are taking care of the kids. It's a daunting task. It's amazing to me that people can actually do that. It is. Um, I, I think, well... I was quite lucky with was I managed a gym. <laughs> a lot of people in White Rock, White Rock know me, and I actually had uh, a little fan base from Blaine, Washington, heading over to the Pacific Inn in White Rock, where I managed the gym for eight years full time. I had a little fan base coming in from from Washington State, attending my Aquafit classes. So you know. <laughs> I feel like I, I was lucky and I had a great, great boss. I mean, um, if more people were like him, I think there'd be a lot of issues that would be uh, uh, corrected in terms of uh, single parents struggling financially. Because what, I were some of the things, what were some of the things he did for you? Um, he allowed me, you know, on my interview, um, he said to me, you know what, this is your gym, run it the way, run it as if it's your own personal gym. And, and I was like, really? <laughs> yes, it's your gym. Just, I trust what you're going to do with it. And you know what, we did some fantastic things with it. We changed it. We, we um, cleaned it up. You know, uh, we changed the membership system. We made it more efficient. It just started to get busier and busier, and it, I created a, an, an amazing environment. Um, you know, he gave me that responsibility. He also respected my my expertise. He trusted my ex expertise in the industry, and I, I felt very honored with that. Um, Quite a guy. And there was never a time where. <clears throat> You know, some people go through this process, especially in our industry. Uh, some people don't get paid or, you know, the, the, the club is just going downhill and people don't get paid. It's happened in the past. Uh, I don't know if it still happens now. Um, but he also gave me the opportunity to run my, my personal training company through the, 
through the uh, gym as well. But we set it up that we both benefit from that type of setup. So, it, you know, I was able to pay my rent, buy my son and myself food, take him out on Friday nights to, you know, see a movie. I took a month holiday with him. And this is what is needed. Uh, people like that, employers like that, will, that will support, not just financially, but I, I know that my uh, employer at the Pacific Inn, he got it. He understood it. And he supported me. You know, it, it was like a family environment. But at the same time, it was work. So I felt well, very lucky to have I want, I, I want to point this out, that a, um enlightened man like that, not only was he was smart as a fox, because mm -hmm. not only was he kind to you and mm -hmm. fair to you, but he expected mm -hmm. hard work and oh, he yeah. also and and stuff. But what that allowed was you he gave you the autonomy to be able to take his gym that was from what you said a little dirty and and needed some improvements. Right. And you were able to get that done. And then business picked up. So he was rewarded with his kindness by his business taking off because he was kind to you and you were then became a very important piece of what he was doing yes. there. And it was, um, so it was kind, yes, but it was also smart. He was a smart mm -hmm. businessman and he knew what he was doing. And uh, mm -hmm. if more people would take that as yes. an example of how to run a business, we could change a lot about what's going oh, on. Oh my goodness. We can change many lives. <laughs> and you change the economy. Yes. Slowly, but surely. Now, just think of it. You know, British Columbia is not a cheap province to live in. New, I've heard. Right? And so, um, knowing that I'm a single parent in a very expensive province, uh, able to afford to put my son hockey, football, soccer, uh, going out on Friday nights with him and just being able to do that without worrying if that oh, could just snowball in more into to other people's lives then you have that that change starting to happen with with the, the household okay this is where it all starts is in the household if the parents are comfortable uh that they are making enough to provide breakfast, which you and I discussed, children are going to school hungry. We live in North, you know, we live in a North American country. Canada and the US are the largest countries, right? In terms of partnership, why are the children going to school hungry without breakfast? The most right. important meal of the day for for anybody, not just for children, but for all of us, uh, especially children, because, you know, their brains are still developing. They're still growing. They need the optimal nutrition. And if we cannot um, provide that for our children, 
there's a huge problem. It is amazing to me. The most powerful, uh, wealthiest, one of the wealthiest countries in the world has 12 to 14 million children that go to bed hungry every night. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's unman, it's unfathomable to me that, that we as a culture, as a society, will allow that to happen. And we do yeah. on, on an everyday basis. And if there wasn't for free school lunches in a lot of uh, school right. districts, then those kids would not be getting anything. That's right. uh, and they would be they would be even hungrier. And that creates dissatisfaction. It creates a real problem in their lives, not just nutritionally, but also they feel like they don't have anything. And then and then that right. that snowballs into a lot of other uh, things and and can create drug addiction. And which, by the way, is another thing that we've got to that we've yes. got to get our heads around because we've got yes. a horrible, horrible problem with drug addiction. I know personally, I know a young lady that. Uh, passed away several months ago. Uh, I think her friend is maybe listening, and it was it was a horrible shock to everybody. And, and it was and but it's it's happening all the time. And we as a culture have got to really decide that we're not going to put up with this anymore. That we are going to make the changes necessary. And yeah, we pay a little bit more in taxes. So what? We can help right. people that need it um, yeah. or whatever we need to do. That's that's kind of my opinion. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, um, being a single mom uh, in British Columbia, like you mentioned, uh, the drug issue that, you know, it does have that issue. Um, You know, the first time I, when I first moved to BC, I'm from Ottawa, Ontario. Ottawa is the nation's capital of Canada. It is so clean there. You can fry an egg on the sidewalk. (laughs) Really? Um, And, and, oh yeah, it's, it's a beautiful uh, city. Uh, it's clean. It's, you know, it, you've got a lot of the government, a lot of diplomats there. So you've got, it's got to be that way. Um, so when I first moved to BC, uh, my friend took me down to East Hastings. Now we're talking about someone that, that comes from Ottawa and a friend of hers takes her to downtown Vancouver, East Hastings, where there are people crawling on all fours looking for something to put in, a drug to put into their body. I, I was taken back by that because I had never seen that. So as a single mom, uh, and, and you know what, I'm going to put this message out there for every parent, whether you're single or not, if you think that your kids are not being subjected to this, you're wrong. This is real stuff. You know, you've got gangs that are just going after, they're targeting youth to do their dirty work for them. And I had to be very, very proactive in ensuring that my son, and and trust me, we had our little arguments where I said to him, you have two options. You either you're under my roof and I work, I have, I go to work full time to ensure this roof stays over our head and that there's food on the table and that you can go out and I put you into sport. You know, I had to go through this drill with him and I said to him, as long as this is happening, 
you need to follow what I'm trying to teach you. So I established a relationship with my son where we had family discussions. And trust me, parents out there, you need to sit down with your children and let them know that they can come to you at any time and openly discuss what's going on. Because if you're not listening, it could just take months or not even a month months. It could take a month and your kid could be in the wrong path in the wrong hands. And it ha it's happening. And that's the way it's happening, Kevin. I had to be one of these parents. I would sit there with my son and say, okay, so what's, what's happening? And he would just go through what's happening at school, what's happening with his friends. And, you know, he would even say to me, I don't even like you, mom. And I'd say, oh, okay, oh, well, <laughs> You know, so I had to let things bounce off of me to allow him to continuously communicate what's going on. And as he got older, I started to find out a lot of things. And I found myself heading to the high school <laughs> on a Monday morning and saying to the vice principal, do you understand what's going on? And I thought after a while that I'm bothering the vice principal. And he said, you are not bothering me at all. I wish other parents were doing this. So to correct the problem, again, it always comes back to the home, to what's going on inside the environment. What are the stressors of the parents? What are they dealing with? It's not just you. It's also your child that's stressed out. You know, you think they're not listening. You think they're not understanding dad or mom is they're struggling they can't afford to feed me they're they're absorbing all this um and we can't blame the parents we have a dilemma here in terms of employment you know i think the labor laws here are lax they need to be ramped up a bit amped up to protect the employee Right. Well, and you you live in, <clears throat> by the way, you live in the state of Washington, which okay. is one of the more progressive states in the country, and our minimum wage is uh, well over well over ten dollars an hour now, I believe here, mm -hmm. and maybe it may be fifteen statewide, uh, but there are there are places in our country who are still adhering to the federal minimum wage. Do you know what the federal minimum wage is? Eight dollars. Seven dollars and twenty five cents. Oh my gosh. Now, wow. you cannot live on no. a single parent, cannot live on a minimum wage job. And so. So, so why is it still at, at $7? You know, this is where I say labor laws need to, you know, the, the this thing as well. Okay. This is what my observation is, is that there's, it's almost like every state does its own thing. Right. Right. Let's eliminate every state doing its own thing and start uniting the states and creating. This is when, when you have everybody doing their own thing. Well, that's not going to really help the mass, right? It, it sort of segregates people and, and separates people. So slowly bring everybody together and say, this is the minimum wage for the all of the United States, across the United States. Let's get these people that are 
just getting by on having disposable income. You know, I've said it on so many podcasts. We can't keep letting this happen. If you look at some of the, like um, Switzerland, New Zealand, uh, someone mentioned. Um, Finland oh, would be another one. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, uh, they have access to everything that's healthy. The government allows that. And they're thriving, right? I, I know I have a good friend that, that lives in Switzerland. And she's healthy. She's happy. This is the thing. When you have health, when you have a healthy population, you're going to have a happy population. They're going to want to get up and go to work. They're going to feel their, their confidence level increases. Okay, we're talking about adults. Now, if the adults start to feel this way, you're going to have their kids feeling the same way. And then you get that momentum going, you're going to have a strong economy. It's going to be pumping out, you know, the, um, healthy people that are, are driving it. You, you got to stop. You got to end the this gap now that it's wider. I mean, it was here. Now it's like this, <laughs> you know, narrow it right down. And that's, uh, one of the thing, that's one of the things um, that, uh, Helena, that you do that um, part of it's education and part of it's working with people. Because, you know, the, the issue that we've got in this country is that we, have, in order to make those sweeping changes nationally, you would have to have a Congress and you'd have to have people voting people into office who agree with that particular point. And a lot of times they don't. But we can still you can still make the changes um, on an incremental level that you're doing and working to do by helping people live their lives just a little bit better and a little bit healthier and doing some positive things. So the work that you're doing is is really important work. Um, and we just need to continue to try and work for it. You've been doing this since you were, what, five, like 30 years now or something since you were five? Yeah. Yeah, I started when I was five years old. Yeah. Well, I, I started in high school, actually. Um, it was just a part-time job uh, teaching aerobic classes after uh, school. And uh, it wasn't my original career choice. I wanted to be a criminal lawyer. Oh, that's really? what I wanted. To. Oh, yeah. No, that was my my original. That's all I talked about. I would sit in my room and uh, study the cr Canadian criminal code. I said to myself, I'm going to be ready for when I write that Osgood law, high, you know, Osgood law <laughs> exam. And, oh yeah. No, I was uh, gung ho on, on becoming a criminal lawyer, uh, in grade 13. Um, I decided to not spend the whole day in school and rather get uh, gain credits through work experience. So I was placed in the courthouse criminal division and when it was on uh, Nicholas Street in Ottawa. And so I just navigated through the system and they must have known <laughs> that I'm missensitive because they they put me in a a, crim, um, a murder case. I was allowed to sit in and just observe. Uh, and when they pulled out the, the evidence and the photos and all that stuff, 
uh, it was a murder scene and I just thought, oh no, 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 I can't do this. This is, you know, I'm too sensitive. Uh, so I tell you, especially criminal law, it's a very, very tough thing. And it is. Yeah. You see, you see a side of people that no one should really see on a regular basis. No. And I'll tell you, that's what I saw. And at the end of the uh, work experience training, uh, the supervisor, and I'll never forget the way he spun around and on in his chair and looked at me and said, so do you still want to be a criminal lawyer? I said, no. <laughs> so, so there it was. My career actually was staring at me in the face. It was the fitness industry. And working part-time, that led to a great opportunities into management i was on you know in ottawa i was in the newspaper then they put me on the television so it just it just grew you know and and i did a lot of fundraising there as well myself and uh, and other fitness professionals that i worked with so it just kept on growing and growing and this is my calling um but you know i've seen the trends i've seen the changes uh, that are happening uh, and I just think now it's just become something that needs to be corrected. And if we don't correct it, it's just going to get worse. Uh, you're just going to have more poverty. You're going to have more um, dollars being put out there in, in social assistance, uh, re, you know, whatever, right? Um what I plan on doing is to continue on. I'm, I'm offering uh, satellite events on Eventbrite. The first one is on fitness. So that's, that's just a, an opportunity for people to tune in uh, and, and learn about, hey, how do I start this? How, how can I start getting myself out of this rut that I feel like I'm in? How do they um, find that? Where, where, where can they go to, to access the, those courses? Oh, on Eventbrite. Uh, I can send you the, the link. If you want. Well, no, we, we, we want to send the folks that are listening the link. So, uh, it so is, if uh, you go to Eventbrite and just search for uh, Helena Smolak, everything will come up. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So that, and you're having these on a regular basis? They're starting in February. Uh, because between now and February, I'm co-authoring a book. <laughs> oh, what are you writing? <laughs> I've been invited to co-author. Um, it's not within really my, uh, it's not about fitness. It's uh, more about what self-love got to do with it. So it's, it's going to be, you know, tapping into things. You know, just personal things. <laughs> what self-love got to do with it? It's actually going to reveal a lot of uh, my journey in relation to self-love. Um, you know, when you when you are a compassionate, you know, the giver, you tend to always give out, and you sort of put yourself on the other end at, at the not at the bottom. I don't like to say I put myself at the bottom, but um, it, it's, it's just to raise awareness and I'm not just the only author. There's people from around the world that are, that are writing, uh, their, their story. Uh, 
So it's it's outside of my scope, but hey, that's okay. Somebody might be might read it and say, hey, I can relate to that. So I could be helping someone out there understand, you know, take some that's power what, back. That's what you do. That's what you do. You help people help themselves. Because by the way, if you don't have self-love, if you if you don't care about yourself first, you can't care about anybody else. At yeah. least at least that's my humble opinion. Because yes. it's it's um it's important for you to take care of yourself first. You, you remember, do you fly a lot? Not really. Um, yeah, and when you get on an airplane and the stewardesses are talking to you, one of the first things that they tell you to do is when, if, if for whatever reason they lose pressure in the cabin and mm -hmm. the face masks come down, with which has the oxygen, mm -hmm. they always tell you to put it on your neighbor first and right. then yourself okay. or your child first and yeah. then yourself because if you don't help them first and and you can't you really can't help yourself but you need to in order to work make it work together you have to work and help each other and, mm, and absolutely you know, yes. and you know i've come to that uh place now where I still enjoy helping people. I will never stop doing that. But I, I, I see that when you give out, everyone's giving back. And if they don't give back, then it's coming from a different place. You know, they're uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yep. That's uh, it, 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 it grows. And, you know, when you tap into that, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is because you can, you can, if you, if that becomes your life philosophy, that you're going yes. to do unto others as they would have, you would have them do unto you, then things are going to be better for you um, absolutely, and better for them. And you will be rewarded handsomely for it. Yes. Uh, in, in my, in my humble opinion. Absolutely. And that's, that, that's, so that's what we one need. book I'm, I'm working on. Good. And then I have another one coming out. I'm working oh, on <laughs> What's the other one? You're busy. Uh, the the other one, you're going to love this one, the new phenomena, desk potato syndrome. We've gone from the couch to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so desk potato syndrome, I'm assuming, is somebody that works a lot and, and doesn't um, take care of themselves. Well, you know, Kevin... Like I said, I've been in this industry 39 years. And when you are helping corporate clients, let's look at, at the corporate structure the way it is now. It's changed. So we have uh, employees working remotely. Yes, we right? do. Yep. Because of the shutdowns. So what's happened? Desk potato syndrome. People are spending more time in front of the screen, at their desk, more than likely snacking because they're not getting able to get away. When they were at work, when they had to get up and, you know, go to the office, there were break times. Uh, you know, I, I uh, had contracts with the Bank of Canada as well as Industrial Alliance where I taught classes for these people. They would come down to my gym and 
you know, I'd get them going, you know, do aerobic classes, spin classes, uh, skipping classes. Well, that's not there anymore. So I came up with a strategy. Let's write a book about desk potato syndrome and how to avoid gaining weight, mental illness, right? If you're spending all day long, more than four hours in front of the screen, I don't know do what you're you talking understand about. the changes that are happening with, with all these programs? I mean, I can't even count how many times my computer is being updated. And then when it's updated, I go, oh my gosh, what's changed now? You know, so that there's that constant trying to relearn something, right? And, and it's all, now they're saying, the statistics, mental illness is on the rise. So when I started in the industry, it was the physical body that we had a concern about. Heart disease, all that, right? Diabetes, high blood pressure. Well, now mental illness is on the rise. And why? Well, we've been told to stay six feet apart from each other. And you've just lost your job. And you can't come to the office anymore because now you're working at home on the computer. So what's that doing to the, the human psyche? What's it doing? Stress, adding stress. Right. I mean, I experience, I go, oh my gosh, what is going on with updates on the phone, updates on my computer? And you're just constantly, constantly adapting to all these little changes. And you go, okay, what do I have to do now to make that? <laughs> so it, it's this book is going to be like a workbook as well, uh, where people can journal. Uh, there's going to be a some recipes in there, some suggestions as well as, you know, what to have at the desk if you're going to spend more than four hours and what fitness can you start incorporating, whether it's just starting out or whether you're, you know, a seasoned fitness buff, how you can continue to maintain that. Uh, so that's what that book is all about. And it's to support people that are feeling lost, right? I hear it all the time. I feel lost. Well, it's, it's, it's happening more and more. It's, see, things are, things are changing at a, a, now you've been, okay, you've been around the planet for a little while, uh, <laughs> at least 39 years that we can, that we know about. <laughs> yes. And consequently, it, it, so you're a little longer in the tooth like I am. Do you remember what it was like in the 60s and 70s? It's completely different. Um, in the in in those days, yeah. we did not have the technology uh, improvements and the quickness with which everything is moving. Everything is mm -hmm. moving at light speed. We didn't have yes. computers. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have uh, to hell. We didn't even have VCRs. And my kids are like, "You had no VCR," and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and and all of that. And it's all changed, and everything's moving so much faster now. Yeah. Well, I was born in the '64. So, you know, I'm 58 and um, it's interesting because, you know, we've got snowfall here, right? Now I left Ottawa to get away from the weather and I moved to BC and there was snow there. I'm here in Blaine, Washington and it's snowing. Not that I despise the snow. I love the snow. I think it's 
you know, beautiful. And so I took my dog out to the park yesterday and uh, I started to reminisce about my sisters and I uh, back in, when we were growing up in Ottawa. I mean, we had heavy snowfall and we had major snow banks. So we would build a fort, we would do snow angels, we'd go tobogganing. And I thought, wow, life was so simple. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot simpler then. You know, I was thinking about it. Just the other day, my my elementary school, it was a uh, Lutheran school, was a mile away from my house. Mm-hmm. And I regularly, in the, this is in the middle of the 60s, I regularly would walk a mile from school to home without mm-hmm. ever there being any concern about that by anybody. It was kind of like normal. And kids walked all over the place. We played ball all over the place. We right. A lot of us had a stick. And we'd play with our stick and stuff like that. But um, nowadays, it's, it's completely changed. Uh, it's nobody would let your kid. Nobody would let their kid walk uh, a mile if they were like eight or nine, which is what oh, I no. was. And no. I would I would walk, you know, down city streets, and this is in mm-hmm. Seattle, all the way. Yeah. And so the times have changed. There's a lot more stress. And so, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I agree with you. I know. Uh, my sisters and I would walk to school and, you know, in the morning, my parents owned restaurants. So I was the leader of the pack. So I had to be responsible at a very young age. I grew up rather quickly at the age of 10. Uh, but back then there, you know, parents did that. We were latchkey kids. Yeah. Now you cannot have a latchkey kid. Not, not to have the outcome. Not in this day and age. Uh Uh-uh. No. Uh, I know for myself, when I was a single parent, I was quite lucky. My neighbor, when I, I would be up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go up, open up the gym. But on the week that he was with me, uh, my my neighbor would just go into my house, you know, get him ready, take him to school. But there's no way I would have left him by himself. No, Back in my day, yeah, my parents were comfortable. Uh, the school is down the street from us, and, you know, we didn't have to go too far. Uh, and then sometimes we were with our grandparents. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, times have changed. How do you foresee, how are, what, and, and by the way, this is Positive Talk Radio, so we need to end on a positive note. How, Absolutely. What positive changes are you advocating that we make Um and we we have to start at the individual. What do, would you suggest that somebody who wants to make a change in their life, what's the first thing that they should do? The first thing, and, and this is just my, my, what I believe, is that no matter how bad it gets, you just got to pick yourself up and, and keep moving forward there is aside from what we spoke about these are real happenings this is you know we're really talking about what's really happening uh is it positive well it's reality you know it's a reality thing that's that's happening um so through what i've done through this process of these last two years is i just kept on plugging away I stayed focused, stay focused. You need to be focused. Uh, Where where there's a will, there's a way. I used to write for Dr. Mosher in in Vancouver. 
uh, Canadian Health Style magazine. And every so often, the editor would call me up. Oh my gosh, I we're stuck. We this is what's happening, and and he would just go on and on. And then I would just listen to him, and I'd say to him, once he'd stop his 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 ranting, I'd say, "There's a solution. There's always a solution." You know, there's always going to be a solution, whether there's a new job for you or even a part-time job. Take it. Keep moving forward. And do not, do not allow the negativity to come in. There are going to be people that are, you know, they're watching you rise and excel. They're going to come around and just go, oh, let's pull you down. Go past that. And self-love. I think there's somebody I know that's got a book coming out about that. Self-love. You and are important. You are number one. you got to remember that. Somewhere in your mind, emotions, breathe it in, hold it in, and empower yourself. If you cannot think that way, align yourself with individuals that are like that, you know, that will lift you. I have come across, we just wrapped up uh, the Healers Gather Summit in November. Um, and that's going to be coming out in video. I've aligned with these people that I'm telling you, Kevin, they're like beams of light. And I've learned so much from them. And I just thought, wow. You know, for all that I'm doing, it comes back to you, right? And believe in that. Believe that there are good people in this world. Oh, absolutely there are. And it, yes. but uh, and it's great that you are. And that's one of the things that I would advocate, and you just said it. Surround yourself with great people. Surround yourself yes. with people who care, the people who, that are honest. And... Mm -hmm. um, and the other people that are in your life that are less than that, they will gradually fade away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't want to think about, uh, you know, you're going to always have, you know, the bully type, right? They come around, they want to bully you, whether it's through, you know, talking down at you or making you feel like, oh, you know, they're making me feel insignificant. You don't need that. No. And you, you don't need to put up with it either. No, you just need to say goodbye, ta-ta. You know, figure out a favorite word. Like mine is ta-ta, and I walk away. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's done. You, I don't need that, right? No, so you don't. You don't need it. it. Just go ah, bye-bye, or ta-ta, and move on. Because guess what? There are a wonderful people in this world. Wonderful, and here in the U.S. Beautiful people. Yes, there are. And there are lots Absolutely. and lots of them. Yes. There are lots and lots of them. By the way, we've been talking with Helena Smolak, and you should go to her website, which is velocityathletictraining.com. She's got all kinds of things for you to do there. Um, you can contact her and schedule stuff. You've got She's got athletic training. She's got emotional training. She's got a lot of different things that you can work with her on and all you got to do is give her a call um and uh you can go to that website which again is velocityathletictraining.com 
and you can get all the information you need to take your life into a different direction. And, um, and she can help you. <laughs> Thank so, you. So you're welcome, Helena. I've got I've got to run in just a moment, but before we go. I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience, the ones that are listening live now and the ones that will be listening to this later on, anything that you would like them to know. Well, have a wonderful, happy holiday season and wishing you all peace and a lot of prosperity in 2023. Let's do this. Exactly. And you know what my favorite day of the year is? January 1st? <laughs> no, uh, December 21st um, uh, in the wintertime. You know why that is? No. That's the winter solstice, which means okay. it's the shortest day of the year, the, the shortest light period of the year, and which means that every day after that gets a little bit better a little bit brighter and all the way through June. Beautiful. And that, that is an important, that's for me, that's a great distinction because I hate it when it, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and it's dark. I know. You know? <laughs> so, but Helena, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we, before we run my dear? Well, just sending out some positive vibes for everybody. And uh, please visit me at www velocity athletic training. If you have any questions about what we talked about today. She's an author. She's a coach. She's a athletic goddess. She's done so much. And she is uh, worked with government agencies and with a lot, a lot of people. So um, she can, she can really um, uh, have an impact. Thank you for being here. Will you come back Thank and see you. me again? Absolutely. Oh, good. <laughs> good. We got so much more we can talk about. Absolutely. We'll see what happens in 2023. 2023 is going to be a big year for my show. I can tell you that. Uh, we got lots, lots of really cool stuff planned for 2023. Awesome. So, I'm so happy uh, for you. Well, thank you. I'm you happy for you. It. Things are going well. And thank, thank, thank you. you. I really appreciate it. So if you'll wait right there, I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.